Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Event Industry News Podcast with me, James Dixon, wishing you all, as always, a very good morning, afternoon or evening, whenever or wherever you tune in from today. Um, And uh, I always say on the podcast that I get excited when we get international guests on, when people join me, often from the other side of the Atlantic. Um, We've got a lot of good friends of the the podcast who are based over in North America who've, uh, who've been on here before and spoken. But I get even more excited when we go beyond the Atlantic, beyond North America, and we go in the opposite direction, depending on which way you're going, and across the Pacific Ocean, maybe in one one stretch, or across the Indian Ocean in another way. And we trace the Indiana Jones line all the way across to Australia and welcome today's guest, who is the co-founder of Joy, a company we're going to be finding out a little bit more about and what they do for event organisers down in Australia and indeed on a global level. Mr. Rob Vass joins the podcast today. Rob, very uh, very warm welcome to the podcast. I was going to say good morning, but it's it's good evening for you. It's nine o'clock over there. Yes, and good morning to you, James. Um, um, thank you for having me on. No, no, an absolute an absolute pleasure. And um, we, we, we've uh, spoken to people, not just on the podcast, but also when we did our virtual event tech lives during the pandemic, we had guests on and speakers from uh, the Australian events industry. Um, and we learned quite a lot during those those discussions about what was happening down there. Um, we're going to find out a bit more about you guys today, and but specifically um, some new event budgeting tools that, that, that are helping to sort of save on the bottom line, which is not just an issue that event organisers where you are, Robert, are facing, but that that's a global um, issue that event organisers are facing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And uh, I guess one of the genesis, well, we many, many things that provoked us to develop this product but one of them was that I ran my own agency I had 30 staff we were you know delivering on a busy night a busy month 20 to 30 events and keeping an eye on the budget and exactly what your margin was at any time was a nightmare Mm. yeah it's it's something that regardless of the size the scale of your event you're going to be dealing with it. it. It could be 50 people in a conference room. It could be 50,000 people in a stadium or a field for an event. But ultimately, we're all dealing with budgets. Let's put a bit of context on things, first of all, before we look at some of these new tools, Rob. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about Joy, your your own business. You are the co-founder of Joy. Um, yeah. uh, just give us a little bit of background about the company, why it was set up and, and what it actually serves to, to provide. Yeah. Um, So going back to that time when I was running an agency, uh, I did a lot of road shows for um, software companies around Asia and spent far too much time in spreadsheets. So did the rest of the team. And we thought there would be a better way of doing it. So um, Joy was developed for that. It's It's an event planning tool. Mm-hmm. Um, a productivity tool, I guess you could say, but it's specifically for events. And there are three key components to it. So one is putting a program together, a program or agenda, and publishing that program or agenda to your uh, event website, microsite, or wherever you need to publish it, um, and making it more fun actually putting that program together because sure. everyone again we're going back to excel spreadsheets and you know adding up time and playing you know something moves and it's pain so we've made that really easy in the publishing um we then combine that with scheduling because we went well 
you're going to schedule all your venues, your suppliers, your uh, speakers, your performers all around the program. So mm. why not build a schedule into it? Mm. So we've done that. We've got a really cool scheduling tool. And uh, the final major piece um, is really the budget. And <laughs> well, we're going to do all of this, but let's hope we make a living out of it. Indeed, yeah, yeah. a problem. Yeah. And, and how how deep can that go from a budgeting point of view? Because the, the sh scheduling bit I get because it's not just about, you know, scheduling the times of the artists or the performers or the speakers, depending on the nature of the, of the event. You, you, you've got, you know, setup times, you've got sound checks, you've got all of those other sort of elements that, that you know, build lighting checks you know, audio yeah. system checks. Oh, all of that's right. got to be scheduled, hasn't it? So yeah, yeah. presumably it's not just the artist scheduling, it's all that other stuff that can sometimes get forgotten, can't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, um, it, it's one of those things that, yeah, a lot of the activity for event managers gets and event organisers get compressed in the last two weeks. Hmm. Um, you know, the photographer goes, where's my schedule? Um, the videographer <laughs> Uh, you've got all your suppliers shouting at you going, you know, where where should we be? There are changes to the program and there are changes, you know, speakers move about. Mm. And you've got to keep everyone up to date. Um, you got to, well, you've got to schedule everyone, keep it up to date. And again, people go back to Excel spreadsheets. Uh, for some of the larger events I did, I had a team who just did the schedule. That's all they did. Mm. And anyone who wants to change had to bring it in. So removing that stuff, can be a tiny event, can be a big event, doesn't matter. You can schedule everything. And uh, this is one of the things with Joy, which goes through not only scheduling, but the way we brief, the way we collect information. You actually do it on URLs. So you send people a schedule on a URL. Right. Um, which means that if you make a change, the, their schedule updates automatically. Uh, so you don't get uh version 10 final honest no this is the final <laughs> yeah. version three oh no it's not the final uh, underscore uh, rob's changes, <laughs> rob's changes. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah and that thing of people actually saving it and then working off their own one because they yeah. you know yeah. they find it too hard to work out so uh all of that stuff you just distribute your urls could be two weeks before the event um if there are changes everyone gets them Mm. Uh, and you know, and that goes to the day. One of the first events when we launched Joy, um, the event planner went. Oh, I couldn't believe it. With, you know, delayed flights. We had to move a performer. We just moved it in Joy. Everyone knew exactly what was going on. There was yeah. no running around giving people update notes or anything like that. So, yeah, that's that's a that's a really cool piece. Mm. Um, and, and just being able, really, for the logistics team working in harmony with the program team because often you find those two bits work separately they might update the website you know so the program team go or oh, we've got a change or we've got a fabulous new speaker they update the website but the people doing the logistics find out because they've looked at the website and gone oh there's a change <laughs> i know that i worked in production for ages and the, the thing we did was have the client's website up because we knew that we'd see changes on the website faster than we got them from the client. Yeah. So we've removed that by making it actually one and the same thing. You update Enjoy, your program, you've published it, so the updates get pushed through to publish, but the logistics team get the updates straight away as well. Yeah. Um, 
you move a performer, their schedule updates automatically. Um, you know, their new time, their speaker assets are, are with them, their mm -hmm. stage notes are with them. So you don't have to, again, stuff around in those spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something that um, I, th I think a, a lot of event organisers have become familiar with um and there are there are obviously lots of, of virtual event platforms now particularly that that, that that to an extent do some scheduling and but I, I, from what i see and certainly from my own experience you still we're still at a stage where we've got this combination of these new of tech platforms that do some of this stuff for us on an automated level and we still inevitably have sheets floating around yeah. for other bits and pieces you know are, are, are you guys at a stage yet where the clients that you're working with have managed to eliminate everything and do it all through this or is there still that sort of you know almost hybrid element where they're doing you know 95 percent of the stuff via joy but you know there's still the odd list here and there that may be floating around on their laptops i can't tell you about all of them i can tell you about the ones that have told me and yeah. uh, uh you know one event planner said, um, contacted me and said, I've just done a three day conference and I didn't print out any paper. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. and, and Joy doesn't have an app at the moment. We'll bring that in for organizers as well as attendees. Mm. Um, that's, that's a few months away, but um, the, it's mobile responsive. So everything that you do on your desktop in planning you can then look at on your mobile. So it's all accessible to you on your mobile. Yeah. And um, I guess if it's URL based, you know, the, 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 the actual sort of need for an app is, is maybe not as essential as if it wasn't URL based, if that makes oh, sense. Because presumably, you know, presumably there are attendee URLs exactly as there are production URLs. So, you know, yeah. if, as long as you could scan well, it with you, a QR code on your way into the event as an attendee and take you straight to that URL for the agenda. Yeah, uh, look, here's a challenge to anyone listening. We haven't found an event, and and I think the biggest event we've had is a 30-day festival citywide. So they had an awful lot of um, what we call room locations mm -hmm. um, and a lot of schedules. Uh, and there isn't any combination of schedules that you can't do enjoy. You can also create standalone schedules, so things like you know bus drop-off or, or, or the green room or speaker prep room, all that sort of stuff. Which a lot of um, I haven't seen another tool that that allows you to do that so easily, mm. um, and so yeah, it really negates the desire to go back to paper because why would you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I just I, I very rarely use it now on a on a on an event that I'm working on, you know, pay paper because. Yeah for the reasons that you've already said is that you you print it out and then if, if there's a change to something it, it's redundant you're then scribbling yeah. on a piece of paper you know before you know it that piece of paper has got more scribbles on it than it, it's actually got the original printed information it, yeah, it, yeah. It's, re, it's redundant and it's a it's, it's a waste of paper you know and and um you know in, in light of sustainability targets and again that's a global thing that's not just in the uk and europe in north America. It, across the world the events industry is trying to become a more sustainable beast you know you so can, you can you can save printing out all those event books yeah um, everyone throws to one side because they're all out of date um mm. i will add for those it, you know it's not all event managers get involved in content but if you do um, there's also uh, facilitator notes so MC and all that sort of stuff mm. which is the same principle now they are subject to change all the time you know 
you've got to mention Beth's birthday or the sponsors or whatever else. You want yeah. to whack those in and the afternoon changes from the morning because you've got key points that come up and you want to make them. You can do that live with a shared URL with your uh, MC. Uh, they see it. You can also share that with your show crew. So yeah. your show crew can follow along with the script as well. So, you know, brilliant things like award ceremonies, which uh, we know are all high pressure and subjects change. And you, you said I sat there, you know, enough times as a show caller crossing things out and, and uh, trying to update things. And everyone just yeah. goes, I give up. I'm just going to wait for you to say it, which is, mm. you know, what we've got used to in the events industry, but much better if people can actually see what's going on and mm. they can be more proactive in making it a better show. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's always that, that, that one speaker who wants to bring a totally different device and, and do something totally different on the lectern and the yeah. then the AV guy's having a complete meltdown because he didn't see it on the notes or nobody gave him a copy of the the, the, the notes in advance yeah. so he's not got the right cable with him or he's got to go fishing it out of a flight case in a, a panic because he's got five minutes till the next session starts you know it, 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 it it's small little things that make a big difference to how smoothly a, 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 an event runs and it's all about the experience of the, the contractors who are working for you, for the people who are presenting for the audience, every single one of those elements has an impact on on the actual outcome of your show, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, for for me, when I started out, you know, producing a show was quite daunting and, and, and we all learn on the job. Mm. And, uh, you know, you meet a speaker, you're doing your pre-prep um like three months out from the event uh you said and the speaker would say something you go where am i going to put that so it's remembered at the right time during the event <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, like the stage movement you know the stage movement might go oh uh, we're going to do that for the lectern there and they might tell you that a month mm. before the event where yeah. are you going to put it so you can guarantee that it's going to be remembered and mm. And also found that, you know, COVID has changed a lot of people um, who are now delivering live events. Mm. And it's it's tough learning that stuff and just being presented with, well, you've got an Excel spreadsheet, make it up. Yeah. And, I think, you know, anyone, anyone in that situation, if you're using Joy, it does help you guide you on going, cool, well, I can I can put that in, you know, I've got plenary room schedule, um, I've got a gap between those uh, presentations and I've got to do a stage change. Now, I find that out a month before. I put it in the schedule, enjoy, it's there. And no one's going to miss it on the day because they're all looking at that schedule. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. but moving this on to, to, to the, the budget discussion, I suppose, which is which is very, very much why, why we got you on today to have a chat about this, is that this is presumably a tool that you have developed that is now within joy as a platform. Um, and was it something that you've had to develop entirely from scratch or is it effectively utilizing some of the information that's populated in the platform already and, and sort of translating it into budget? How has the development of this sort of the budgeting tool come about? Uh, most of the budget is independent. Of, uh, well, there are there are things that we had like you know you've got tasks enjoy that you can put time on and mm -hmm. they can feed directly into the budget so when we put tasks in and time um we knew that that was going to feed into the budget 
likewise with assets so you know as you go through your event you can create anything it could be a bunch of flowers or it could be an opening video is 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 an asset that you need for the event could be your uh, often forgotten reserve signs laminated reserve signs that you got to stick along the front row um, whatever it is it's an asset and it has to be produced and it invariably has a cost to it so those those two things uh, the assets and the tasks feed into the budget. But, uh, and the other thing is that obviously you can put your suppliers in there, what we call resource, because a lot of people are using volunteers or whoever else, people mm -hmm. that you need to send information to and get information from uh, in the planning of it, uh, called resource, you can also get a quote from them. Mm. But the, the fundamental part of it um was developed because simply because we don't think there's a good tool out there for event planners um the most basic thing is and uh, any event planner that's looked for a budget tool will know this the first thing that trips them up is there isn't a second multiplier unless right. you unless you go to a rental management system so i've got you know a laptop for hire one laptop 200 bucks a day and it's yep. going to be there for three days and nowhere no other budget tool except for rental management has a second multiplier in it which is really frustrating because you look at all these things and yeah that's great but no second multiplier means i have to like write a long description it's difficult to adjust the budget so just yeah. putting that in is just an uh, <laughs> enormous help well, just, um, just to expand on that a little bit for, for anybody who's listening to this who might not understand you know, the the second multiplier. Maybe they, that that's maybe not within their remit as a as an organizer, but it yeah. may be someday. Just 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 explain to people exactly what that second multiplier does. Well, a typical thing: if you're an event management company, um, you'll go. I've got uh, one event manager on site, and mm -hmm. I've got a charge for on site. So let's say yeah. a thousand quid for yeah. on site for the day. And it's a three-day conference, so they're going to be there for three days. So normally you'd you go, um, it's one event manager, or maybe you change it to three event managers, one thousand dollars, or one event manager um, for three thousand dollars. But either way, it's not clear. Um, yeah. This way, it lets you go one event manager, three thousand dollars a day, three days, total thousand dollars a day, three days, total three thousand dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, and there are so many things in the event world where you need that second multiplier because you're dealing with days or length of time you're gonna you're gonna be doing it, mm -hmm. um, or it might be the number of people. So you've got um, uh, two production managers and they're both going to work on the event for 120 hours. So yeah. it's two hourly rate, 120 hours, and you've got your total. Mm. It it works internally as well as ex externally because you don't also confuse yourself over your own budgets and go yeah why did you yeah. put that number in there i can't remember yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, crew, the, the, the one that springs to mind straight away there is crew, because, you yeah. know, you, you, your crew numbers are constantly fluctuating over the duration of your event, you know, from from, you know, build to break through yeah. the actual delivery of the live event. Your crew numbers fluctuate quite a lot. 
don't they? You, you have yeah, you have yeah. a lot. Of the, you have a lot at the beginning. It scales down a little bit as the loading's complete and the build is nearing completion. Then things are handed over more to the the technicians who are actually operating. Uh, so you yeah. scale back your crew. You keep you retain some on site during the event, and then suddenly it booms again when you're ready to to, to break yeah. it all down. And and that could be a difficult one to to sort of multiply and add up. So here's here's a second thing about the joy budget so we've got that second multiplier you can you can now do your budgets whatever they all split into sections you can do tax on the line so you can have tax lines with no tax or tax you can for event managers on charging you can put a markup you can put a fee on it um you can you can have one section in a different currency to another so if you're in the uk delivering in europe part of your events in euro Part of your event is in pounds. You can have sections in euros and pounds. It'll give you a budget total in whatever your budget currency is and report on that budget currency. So um, you can handle all of that sort of stuff as well. The other nice thing, your crew example, you, you're going to go to, you're an event manager, you go to the AV company and they go, yeah, we're charging this for labor. They can actually they can actually fill out a section. You can send them a URL, which is effectively a budget section. They can fill it out with all that detail, send it back to you. You can, if you accept that, you can include that in the budget. Right. So you actually have you you can actually put a lot more onus on the supplier to give you the correct numbers. Mm. Um, so you send it to them and they, you know, they're not going to fill out their entire budget. It'd be too long, but the, you can, you can put your budget top line items in the section and you can go, sure, yeah, AV one, these are the budget, these are the top line budget lines. Um, and they can, they can do as many sections as they want. You can get as detailed as you want, but that's a direct link. So mm. something changes in the event, you send them back the link, they update it your budget updates when you click yeah. the accept when you <laughs> accept changes they're a crucial thing on that mm. but um yeah so so that is completely unique uh in the budget in as much as you can get your suppliers to do more for you and for mm. people who you know you're using freelancers um for them it's often quicker and easier for them to give you a quick quote in the uh joy budget url yeah then just to generate one they go oh yeah that's going to be this number of days or this number of hours this is what i'm going to charge and they can just send it to you as a live link brief changes they can update it yeah 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 and, and you know as, as a freelancer myself you know that that is you know you get asked for it and it's either Oh, right. Okay. I've got to dig out that blank document, fill it out, fill yeah. out all my quotation, change the details of the person I'm quoting for, the name, the address, the business details. Yeah. Da, 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 right. Send it back. And okay. It might take five minutes, but how many times have, have you know, we all been in a situation where we're like, oh, I, I just yeah. don't have time to do that now. Even though it's yeah, five yeah. minutes, I don't have time to do that now. Or, and you, or you may send them a similar sort of thing back on an email, which still takes five minutes. If it yeah. comes through quickly and easily and you can just do it on your phone and go... Duh, 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 duh. Boom. Yeah, yeah. And, and the beautiful thing is I haven't spoken to a supplier or an event manager that hasn't lost money because they haven't added up the sales correctly. Yeah. You know, that thing where you got your Word document and you change it and you don't add it up and go, oh... <laughs> I sent in an incorrect quote, um, yeah. you know, or you sent it to the client and you go, oh, no, 
that final cell I added actually wasn't in the total. Yeah. So I've underquoted. Um, that you can't do. So mm. whatever number you put in. One thing that I was going to, and this might sound maybe like a mundane thing to, to, to ask, but it will have an impact depending on the size of the event, is, is adding all of that stuff that happens during the event cost-wise that may not necessarily appear in the budget in advance. Can you put it in there in real time? And I'm talking about things like a city centre event where you may have staff moving from a hotel to the venue and they get three different Ubers, you know, in the morning to get yeah. there uh, uh, and they pay for that on a company card or, or, or whatever, you know, food you know you may be on site and you send somebody out with a card and say look go and get lunch yeah. for everybody quickly you know all of that stuff that happens there that you yeah, tend to add you, yeah you, you tend okay. to add up you know two three weeks after the event's taken place yeah. could somebody just hop on the platform quickly in real time and say right quickly input that stuff in there straight away and it goes into the budget yeah so uh short answer is yes you can put in all those on-site costs and one of the reasons it's easy is the joint budget is actually split into two pages. You've got a revenue page and a cost page. Um, in the cost page, you can create as many sections as you want. So when you're on site, you would create a section on site costs and you could add things as they go. Um, hmm. You can then review that and decide what you want to put into the revenue page. So the revenue page for an event management company would be typically the budget they're presenting to their client. Yeah. And you can put things into costs and then at a click of a button, decide whether that goes into the revenue page or not. And you can also uh, you've got a unit cost and a unit rate. So you can decide on what your what your cost is and what your rate is, which is what you're charging the client. Uh, mm -hmm. So all of those things are really quick and easy to control. And you know that you're never going to trip up on the uh are, are things adding up correctly sure uh, yeah. the other thing is i mean obviously uh when you talk about adding things to a budget people get nervous and go but who can see my budget <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Uh, so uh, there's access to joy as a as a platform uh so you can have a team and you can give them access to uh all your events in your account then you've got access by event so you can invite people into the event. You can invite suppliers in if you want, but anyone in the team who's going to work on the event, you can invite them in and give them permission levels. Budget, though, stays outside of all of that. And basically, the only people that get access to budget are the ones you specifically invite. Yeah. So it's really controlled. Um, yeah, yeah. There's no, no danger of anyone who shouldn't see the budget seeing the budget. Yeah. And that's that's a big one, um, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, uh, and and it's not because people want to, to sort of, um, you know, pull the wool over anybody's eyes, is it? But, you know, ultimately, we all want to make some money in doing this. And, and you know, the people who are ultimately pulling all the strings and making it happen, running the event and taking shouldering the responsibility, I suppose, at the end of the day, you know, are, are entitled to sort of keep a, you know, yeah. a, an element of it hidden so that so that they can make some money on it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and look, budgets are always a sensitive thing. The client doesn't want to know anyone to know how much they're spending. Yeah. Um, suppliers don't want anyone to know how much they're charging a lot of the time. So, yeah, it's confidential stuff. Mm. Uh, and, and we've designed Joy to make sure that that's easy to do. Sure. Um, sure. There is one uh, other aspect. 
of the budget, which I'll quickly mention, which I don't think is easy to do in other things, mm -hmm. other budget tools, and that's cash flow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, everyone knows uh, when you, you've got big costs going out before an event and after an event, and it's really important to manage your cash flow. And lots of people have fallen foul of that with events. When you ask, when you give the um, uh, supplier URL to fill in their budget stuff, you also get them to fill in their, uh, their payment schedule. Um, and so, and that, that comes down as a cash flow. So you can see money coming in and money coming out, and it'll give you a total of where you're sitting at any one time. Mm. Uh, and you not only get that at event level, but mm. if, you're, if it's your account, so you set up the account, you're the administrator of the account, you actually see that at account level. So if you've got, you know, 30 events going on, you can see your cash flow over all those events on one screen. You can see yeah. your money coming in, your money coming out, and, and you can see exactly where you sit. So as a business, that can be really hard to do, um, certainly when you're running multiple events. And, you know, we've made joy to make that a little bit easier for you. Yeah. And, and going back to some of the stuff that we we're talking at the beginning about, you know, what joy I'm not going to say was originally set up to do, but some of the other features like the the the, the agenda planning, the scheduling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You will have costs associated with with speakers, with not just with artists yeah. at, a, at a music event, for example, but a, a lot of you know business focused conferences. You know, you may be paying your keynote speakers, or you may be covering oh, a, a, an element of their travel expenses or hotel expenses. You know, and and all of that's got to be factored in, and and often that's it's little things like that again that are, are factored in in different places in your organization. You'll have yeah. your agenda, and then you will have your cost, but but you won't necessarily see what each speaker is costing you in terms of expenses and fees in the same place. Yeah, and, and also you can go to the speaker bureau or the manager and go, give me a quote for this speaker and make sure you include everything because that's what we're going to pay you. Yeah. Um, many people have fallen foul of the going, oh, cool, you're £10,000 to the event, brilliant. Uh, and then they, uh, uh, you know, two weeks out, you go, and by the way, they want four days in a five-star hotel room. Yeah. And, you know, the extreme ones, they want uh, – bit of money to spend during the day and suddenly you find that you're out of pocket so you can you can ask people when you send them the url for a quote go make sure everything's in there because that's what we're budgeting on that's what we're going to pay you mm. um so it gives you a bit more you know there can be a bit of confusion with a quote oh you didn't read the fine print um <laughs> but whereas this is going no no this is this is it this is what i'm going to pay you at the end of the event so make sure you've got everything in there yeah. um so yeah it gives you a, a bit more certainty of your margin and a bit more certainty that you've you've captured all the costs as well and, yeah. it, and then it's very easy to share the revenue side with your client and give the client a quote where you're really sure of all the elements of that quote Sure. How how adaptable is it? Obviously, it, it it goes without saying. You know, you're in a different country to, to the one I'm based in at the moment. Um, we all have, or every country will have their slightly different 
um, idiosyncrasies when it comes to things like VAT, sales tax, whatever it may be called. How, how you, You've already mentioned that different currencies can be selected and you can deal with things in different currencies. But when it comes to things like VAT or any sort of additional things, can, can, it be, can the platform be adapted quite easily depending on the, yeah. the geographic location? Yeah, absolutely. And and what it will do is is save. So when you go in there, um, you know, GST, VAT rates vary all over the place. The US, they don't charge them at all. Um, then you've got everywhere else charges a different rate. And, you know, in Canada, it charges 13% in one uh, district and 5% in another. <laughs> um, it, it saves your defaults by event and also over the the um, account so you don't yeah. have to change it all the time you can adapt that and it also allows you to do inclusive and exclusive so when you're dealing with venues and they never separate out the the VAT for you because they go requote everything including VAT well you just do it inclusive and it breaks out that VAT without you having to get your calculator out yeah. and try to work out exactly what they are charging you yeah, it's 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 the one that always gets me. I've just recently returned from a a a, a, a work trip to uh, to North America um, for the Event Tech Live show that that yeah. will be delivered in April. And uh, the one that always gets me out there is you just go into a, a, a common or garden shop, you know, to buy a couple of bottles yeah. of water or something, and there's never the sales tax is never in, you know included in the price that you see on the shelf. I know. You know, it's like absolutely. like it is in the UK, and it all it always catches me out. You know, you think, oh, bottle of water, one dollar. I'll get two of those. There's two dollars. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. Uh, and it, and it all it always always catches me out. And and you would you, know, you would think someone would be able to become president just by saying I'm going to make people actually just put the price. Just just include on. the price. <laughs> just include. <laughs> just include You're going to pay price. it. Why not put it on? Yeah. I know. yeah just, just include it but um this it's it, it, it's all really really important stuff and 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 dare i say you know fairly not complex from a user point of view because i think more and more organizers now are, are familiar with using platforms to help manage their events um what one important thing that we should probably address before we wrap up rob is is um uh, the sort of the model um of joy and how it works we've we've spoken about how an organizer can have multiple events set up there so they can have their budget flows and their you know scheduling and an organization for for different events presumably this all works on a sort of subscription model similar to yeah. you know other event management yeah. platforms um, as as a festival organizer said to me are you sure your pricing's right um, <laughs> because i can't believe i'm getting this for 20 dollars or 20 pounds a month yeah yeah 15 pounds a month. sorry 15 pounds a month so what you do what it is is the number of active events you have you can have yep. five active events going at any one time and it costs you 15 pounds a month 20 us yeah. dollars 25 australian uh and you can run any size event mm. um as I said they're running large events uh so it it means that people the the we've gone for a strategy of let's get thousands of user users and we can make joy fabulous because mm. we're continually um upgrading it updating it and all that sort of stuff we mm. can make joy fabulous and make delivering events take some of the really nasty bits out of it just the painful late night bits you have to do 
Um, mm. and, uh, and, and the price is inconsequential. You're not, you're not having to sacrifice anything to pay for it. It's just like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's our, that's our ethos. And that's what we want to stay with. Um, you know, when businesses are very much built on, you know, uh, having again apropos budgets, you know, business budgets now are very much built on having monthly outgoings for subscriptions. You know, whether that be yeah. for, you know, you're using, you know, Google, you know, G Suite or Google Business, whatever they want that, that they're branding it, depending on your territory. You know, you might have a, a premium Dropbox account. You know, you've got access to things like Canva or Adobe, you know, everyone's got monthly outgoings now as a business, certainly in the events industry for, for those sort of tech tools and, and, and the subscription based items that we all use now. So, so that yeah. model, you know, it, it, it's commonplace, isn't it? And it's something that's not gonna, you know, create really sort of any sort of serious questions from any sort of user. Cause it's something that we're so used to now. Yeah. And look, and, and our, our attitude is that if you are an event professional delivering events to make money, then joy should make you money mm. because it will save you time. Um, and hopefully you get a bit more sleep as well on the lead into the event because you're not going to be up at three o'clock in the morning adjusting spreadsheets. Uh, if you're a, you know, if you're an event owner, it'll save you money because of the planning time. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a not-for-profit, you're going to make a bit more money on your event, hopefully. Um, yeah. And that's our intention. You know, uh, events are, I've had a wonderful life delivering events. I mean, my area was business events and done some beautiful large-scale events. I've done an awful lot of small events that were just great fun. Mm. Um, the, the bit that distracted from it was sometimes the logistics or the paperwork got in the way from the experience. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, if if... If someone signs on to Joy and, went and goes, number one, I enjoyed delivering the event more. Number two, we delivered it with less stress. And number three, the planning tools actually made it a better event. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's from publishing the program on a website at the very beginning to the scheduling and making sure everything runs to budget. Mm. Um, yeah. What we want to do. It, it, it absolutely is. And I, and I can sort of almost feel down my headphones and down the connection, people listening to this today, nodding their heads going, we love the sort of the bit on site and we love the hands on bit and the buzz of being there and pulling on the high vis and, and seeing people coming in and then the show opening and et cetera, et cetera. It's all well, the other stuff. It's all the other stuff that we hate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and we, we do amazing productions with very little prep time and you know no rehearsal time or minimal rehearsal time you, you got one shot at it so anything that's gonna make make that a better experience and make it more fun to be in events then and if we can do that then we're very happy mm. Absolutely. We've been speaking on the podcast today to Mr. Rob Vass, the co-founder of Joy, who has joined us from their base in, well, I think it is Sydney, isn't it? That, uh, that it you is guys Sydney. are based in. Yes. Yeah, Sydney, Australia. Um, fabulous for, for, well, our thanks to Rob for staying up late um, at their, their time and uh, and having a chat with us today. Rob, before we wrap up, really important, we, we've spoken plenty about the platform today and about Joy, but uh, if people want to do their own exploration after they've listened to this podcast today, 
tell us how they can find out a bit more about you guys. Where do they go and what do they need to do? So website, uh, www.joy.events. Uh, it's a 30-day free trial. No credit cards, no spamming after it, no nothing. Just go on, have a go. Um, if you like it, carry on using it and spread the word because the more users we get, the better we're going to make joy. And it's re really important because for, for anybody who is listening to this, um, and we'll come to that, that whole thing in a moment, but anybody listening to this, joy is J-O-I. Really important. J-O-I dot events is the website to go to. And I'm sure if you search for, for J-O-I events, joy events on, on any other platform, social media, LinkedIn, etc., you'll come across Rob, you'll come across the, the, the company and, um, and, and do your own digging. Because I had a little look around their website before we came on the podcast today. And, you know, I've seen enough of them and been on enough of them to know that if you can understand it in sort of under five minutes, then it, it's likely going to be pretty good. The, the ones where you have to sort of dive around for half an hour on and you're still not quite sure what it does um you know the ones maybe that haven't been quite as well thought out but i can assure you if you hop on the joy.events website you'll know within five minutes what these guys do and uh, get in touch with rob and the team there to see how they can help you rob thanks very much for uh, for taking the time to join us today and uh, apologies we had a little bit of a te technical glitch halfway through the recording today which was entirely my fault nothing to do with rob and his immaculate connection that's coming in from australia um so there may be a little bit of an edit halfway through today's podcast which you may have picked up on but uh our thanks to, to, to rob for sticking with it and, a, and apologies for the little technical glitch there but we uh yeah we got to the end of the chat nicely um a little bit of plugging um from my end of things rob before before we finish um uh, uh, the uh podcast has been recorded for context on the 6th of march everybody um and will likely go out in the next two or three weeks um recently event industry news announced the launch of event sustainability live a brand new live event that will run alongside event tech live in london at excel later on this year that's going to be co-located with event tech live on the 15th and 16th of november at excel london once again that's event Event Sustainability Live, a brand new trade show that's been launched by Event Industry News and the team behind it, Event Tech Live, um, looking at all things sustainability. I mentioned very briefly on today's chat with Rob that it is a huge topic in the events industry, not just in the UK, not just in Europe, but globally at the moment. All event organisers are tackling and dealing with the issue of sustainability. Um, Certain elements of, of how you can deal with that have been spoken about, with, you know, by Rob today and, and how Joy um, can help in certain aspects of that. But if you want to sort of dive into that in a bit of a deeper sense, eventsustainabilitylive.com is the new website for that new show that was announced just uh, a few weeks ago by the Event Industry News team. It will take place on the 15th and the 16th of November alongside Event Tech Live at London Excel. And of course, there's Event Tech Live in Las Vegas, which is coming to you for the first time in April uh, at the Expo at World Market Center. Just head over to eventtechlive.com if you are listening in North America or indeed if you are based anywhere else but you fancy a trip over to Vegas to look at all things Event Tech. Eventtechlive.com is where to go and that show comes to you in April, which brings us nicely to the end of today's recording. Rob, thanks again for staying up late. I'll let you go and enjoy maybe hey. a, a cold beverage or whatever your poison may be at this time of the evening. Um, and uh, yeah, once again, joy.events is the place to go if you want to find out more about those guys. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. It's been a pleasure as always, and I'll see you on the next edition 
of the Event Industry News podcast. Goodbye, everybody.